We have good news in the war against fentanyl. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also explain how the feds raided the creator of a website about UFOs. Plus, I'll respond to some of your comments. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lashes Absurd Truth Podcast. You guys remember monkeypox and everyone criticizing the World Health Organization and other institutions for seemingly having more interest in the optics of it all rather than saving lives. Okay, but there's more. The purchase of one slap chop, you get another one. The World Health Organization is apparently going to use impox for monkeypox to tattle to tackle the stigma. I mean, almost there. It's almost a Hanson song. Mm, pox. That's what they're going to call it. I'm not kidding you. This is actually a real story that Reuters published. Yes, actually this morning. Early this morning. They said they're going to start using the new preferred term, mm, pox. Mm, pox beep, dap, dap, doo, wop, beep, dap, 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 as the synonym for monkey pox. And they are urging other people to follow suit. Because, now remember, they didn't want to talk about it originally because they didn't like the stigma about, you know, how you get it. I got another name for it that I really... You want to know my other name? I do. Yeah? It's called... uh, I mean, it could could be... There's a couple of other things that it could be. Yeah. I mean, because that... But they said at first they didn't want to talk about it because they were worried about the stigma that they and they were the only ones who placed the stigma, by the way. I just happen to know they were like, well, we didn't want to we didn't want anyone to think that it was an STD, particularly amongst individuals who like romantical times of the butt variety. We did not want to give anyone the impression that we were stigmatizing that, you know. So they were very concerned originally about those optics. Now they said, now it's changed. They said, now that the current name for the disease is racist. The World Health Organization is saying this. So they said, I don't know why it's... I. Did anyone think about... No one thought anything about race until the World Health Organization was like, everyone think about race. Okay, so we're thinking about it now because you brought it up. They said that because they're they're changing the names up. They said both names are going to be used simultaneously for one year while monkeypox is phased out. So see, you can use mm, pox, bit, ba, da, ba, da, and also monkeypox. You can use both of those, but we're going to phrase the monkeypox one out. Then people are going to be like, what's the M stand for in monkeypox? I mean, impox, sorry. Really? You people are utter morons. No, we, we don't want the unky in it. So we're going to take that part out and leave the mm. It's just mm, pox, bip, dop. It's just that now. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. No, no, you got to now. I've got I me mean, feel like we need it now. Mmm, pox. Get to the you got to take the unky out because the World Health Organization says now all of a sudden it's bad. No one was thinking about it. No one even thought about it, but the World Health Organization is here putting the racism back in racism. Wait, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense just as much as taking the unky out. 
I mean, who sits there? They're sitting there at a board meeting with Dr. Tedros, a guy with basically two first names as one first name. And <laughs> Steve's just writing out that, that verse until he gets to the chorus. Wait, Wait, I'm waiting on, on him. So, yeah, here is this. We didn't know we were going to go here today, folks. You know, we just thought this was going to be a real easy show. We're going to recap you on all things wokery. I didn't know I was going to be telling you about this. The we don't. Not, don't say the unky part. It's the same thing. Same thing. Just don't say unky. <laughs> That's why isn't that there for? Is that a Hanson's follow-up song? Don't say unky. Yeah, don't say unky. I don't know how that. I forgot how that melody goes, but that should be really you know taking the unky out of mpox. So can we? This is like a South Park skit. So if they think, let's just like go along with it for a moment. So if they think it's a slur, right? They're saying that it's a slur, which I've literally have never thought. Again, they're talking about a virus that seems to be predominantly spread by bump and rumps. <laughs> that was the name of the album by Hanson. <laughs> that was the album name. So. <laughs> the turkey <laughs> what else to say oh for real though let's be serious we're talking about health and you people are not taking this seriously let me get let's get back on track we're talking about serious medical professional things here science, science and and professionalism so it is as i was saying it is a virus that is spread predominantly by romantical activities of the Heine variety and they that I mean at first they didn't want it to they they didn't want to call it really anything because they thought there would be a stigma and now I don't know where race comes in so I just think like if you're saying a slur isn't this I mean let me just ask the question isn't them saying that it's impox the equivalent of just saying like a slur but taking it out and just leaving the first consonant Right? You're you're keeping it still. Yeah. Right? So you're still saying it. Wait, M. M still stands for monkey, right? M is still monkey. Yeah, I mean, the M is in there. Okay. Now I wonder what monkey bop song was from uh, Hanson. So, I mean, it. so are people going to go, well, what's the M about? Yeah, it's clearly monkey. <laughs> but you can't say that. You can say the M pox. Mm-hmm. Can I just, isn't that just sort of in the parlance of our times? That's the equip. So that's just like, if you're still saying, identifying as that, isn't that like just saying, you know, consonant word or whatever, just like a slur, right? So it's still a slur. So you're still using the slur because you're a bigot World Health Organization. You're a damn dirty bigot. With your mm, pox, bit, bop, bop, do, um, I just is that going to make people get it less? Calling it impox. Is it going to no. make people get it less? I don't think so, I guys. Think, it's less contagious. We took the unky out. I think there is specific behavior that leads to it spreading less. Yeah, we can't talk about that because that's the World Health Organization not educating us. So we have to. St- we're the we the reason that people are getting it, Kane, is because the unky was in it. I see. 
The unky made it more contagious. Does it, made it contagiouser. Doesn't sound like science. That when, is science. When you say it like that. It's the same science that says that an individual with a frankenbeans is a woman. It is the same science, sir. Got it. There you go. I'm just saying. Doesn't make sense. I, you know, that's why it's contagious. It's big, now it's going to stop. They solved it. It's gone now. You don't have to worry about it. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltec. Elon Musk announced that if Ron DeSantis were to run for president, that he would support him. This is another thing that happened over Thanksgiving weekend. He made the remarks on Twitter in a response to a tweet about how the political left was so angry that he allowed former President Trump back on the platform after he was banned in January 21. And he said that he was fine with Trump tweeting or not tweeting. He said that it was a mistake to ban his account. And he said, as a reminder, he said that he reluctantly voted for Biden. He said, but freedom of speech, he said, when Point Blank asked if he would support DeSantis in 2024, he said yes. Very interesting. Uh, Michigan Department of Education instructed teachers on how to create a gay straight club. Yay, your tax dollars at work. According to the Daily Caller, they provided educators with materials, uh, trainings and resources, uh, how to get the club up and running, etc. I mean, what do you talk about in a gay or lesbian club? If it's all centered around sex, what do you... (sighs) Bob Dylan apologized for machine-signed books. This is... I can't imagine anything more ironic than this headline. Bob Dylan apologizes for selling machine-signed books advertised as handwritten. He says it was an error in judgment. He regrets, he said, having sold limited edition copies. I've never had a machine sign my books, I would just like for you to know. He's, of course, he's Bob Dylan, though. He said that it was it, that it boasted that it was hand-signed, but he said it was actually a machine-signed version of his own signature. And he's working to rectify it immediately. Wow, so ironic. Wow. Uh, also, this is crazy. A plane crashed into power lines in Maryland and dangled from the wires after trying to land from New York. It happened near Montgomery County Air Park in a suburb of D.C. The plane was identified by the FAA. And apparently, I mean, that's to be hanging on the lines like that. They said that they didn't identify the pilot nor a passenger who were trapped. Everyone was alive, no serious injuries, but they said it was severe because, you know, they could have moved or adjusted themselves and the plane could have also. Dallas, I know, Dallas and Texas, they're considering banning all gas-powered lawn equipment because of the noise. And also maybe the environment. They're trying to figure out the impact on uh, gas power 
powered tools. They're developing plans to phase those out. That's going to be expensive and stupid for a lot of people. So coming up, the little GOP issue that transpired over Thanksgiving. We've got to discuss that and a lot of other stuff. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show back after this. The one story that I was telling you that had all the intrigue, it has wokery, stolen luggage, and special security clearances. So do you guys remember the uh, it, just the, the guy who's, who's in the U.S. Department of Energy? He's the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Office of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. We're dealing with all the shh today, don't you know? The individual, he went viral when he came out and said he was one of the first openly gender fluid individuals in federal government leadership. And they made a big deal. He's the guy who did all the fetish stuff, like where he apparently taught a kink 101 workshop at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. And they said that. Oh man, he's I mean he's done all kinds of stuff I can't even get into. Like at all he he does he's a member of a sacrilegious drag queen society. Uh he's also done like what I don't know furry stuff, I don't even know, like all kinds of stuff. Anyway, he's uh bald and he wears dresses because women are just, you know, lip, nothing more than lipstick and clothing. Everybody knows that. So anyway, long story short, this guy what which I would imagine he has special security clearances in the Department of Energy. And people were saying that conservatives criticizing him or questioning his mental stability were nothing but bigots. I'm just curious as to what those same people now say about this headline. It says, controversial energy official charged with stealing a woman's luggage at MSP. Now, Sam Brinton, the individual in question got in some trouble. Uh, Law enforcement at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport were alerted to a missing suitcase in the baggage claim area on September 16th. The adult female victim said she flew into MSP on a Delta flight from New Orleans and went to retrieve her check bag at Carousel 7. Airport records confirmed the Navy Blue Vera Bradley Bradley roller bag arrived at 4.40 p.m. but was missing from the carousel. So law enforcement reviewed video surveillance footage from the baggage claim area. They interviewed Brinton, or they observed Brinton, removing the said navy blue roller bag from Carousel 7, according to a criminal complaint. By the way, Vera Bradley, I don't know if you've seen Vera Bradley's stuff, but it's like Lily Pulitzer threw up over something and called it Vera Bradley. That's what it, it just looks the same thing. So they said that the complaint says Brinton removed a luggage tag from the bag, placed it into a handbag he was carrying and then left the area at a quick pace. He arrived at MSP airport around 427 on an American Airlines flight from D.C., but he didn't check a bag. So he had no reason to visit baggage claim, according to the complaint. Now, the surveillance video was shown to the victim. She confirmed it was her bag. And then he went, stayed in, checked in with a blue bag, stayed in a hotel. And then he returned to the airport with the bag in hand for a departing flight. And he they apparently the estimated value of the bag and its contents was over two thousand dollars. So they questioned him in a phone call. They asked if he took anything that didn't belong to him. He said, not that I know of. And then he later admitted to taking the bag, but said the clothes inside were his. 
He said, if I had taken the wrong bag, I'm happy to return it, but I don't have any clothes for another individual. That was my clothes when I opened the bag, he told police, according to the complaint. So then he allegedly called the the officer a couple hours later and apologized for not being completely honest. He said he took the bag because he was tired and thought it was his. And then he realized it didn't belong to him. And when he opened it up, he got nervous and didn't know what to do. He didn't want people to think that he stole it. So he said he left the victim's clothes in the drawers of the hotel room. And this gets weirder and weirder. So anyway, he was told to return the bag to Delta Airlines, but a month later, the victim still had not gotten any of her possessions back and no clothing was ever recovered from the hotel room. So now he's got a court hearing scheduled for December 19th, this December 19th. This guy is literally with the Department of Energy. Pretty sure he has special security clearances to do what he does as the, what is it, the deputy of waste, I guess. Isn't that, I mean, long story short, that's what that's what it is. Don't you think he has special security clearances? So what's going on here? And why have we not heard anything about this until now? It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Man, this is something else. Now, this is kind of a flashback story, but it's apparently just now making the rounds. So in 1994, a 75-pound bag of cocaine fell out of a plane and landed legit in the middle of a Florida Crime Watch meeting for real in Homestead, Florida. Neighborhood Crime Watch held its first meeting. It was a quiet Wednesday evening in a nice home in a nice residential area. And they're talking about what to be on the lookout for. And then they they heard engine noise from a low-flying plane and a package came sailing down 75-pound bale of cocaine during a Crime Watch meeting. That actually happened. And uh, it's a real story. So I just, I had to share it. Because only, it seems like only in Florida would something. A Florida woman is seeking a class action lawsuit over a Velveeta mac and cheese prep time. (laughs) Jeez. Amanda Ramirez has filed a proposed class action suit accusing the Kraft Heinz Food Company of violating state and federal law. The deceptive labeling, she said. This is a Florida Sun Sentinel. Uh, Ramirez's lawsuit argues that although the microwave time is three and a half minutes, the preparation, including removing the lid and the cheese sauce pouch, as well as adding the water, adds sufficient time to the ordeal. She's seeking five million in damages. I'm not making this up over the Velveeta microwavable shells and cheese cups. Oh, my gosh. I if she wins, I am going to riot. It'll be a one person riot, probably, but I will riot nonetheless. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have good news in the war against fentanyl. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll tell you about how several of our law enforcement agencies teamed up to carry out the biggest drug bust we've had in years. I'll also explain how the feds raided the creator of a website about UFOs and the possibility of other life in our universe. Plus, I'll respond to some of your comments. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts.